My Life Now is a half-hour podcast show which regularly features reviews of new releases and all-time classics of both traditionally published and self-published books. Tune in for special guest interviews and, of course, helpful tips to not only write your next book, but also to help market it. My Life Now is most often referred to as a great way for authors to get quality exposure and avid readers to discover their next read. Without further delay, here's another stimulating episode of My Life Now. Welcome back to another episode of My Life Now. My name is Dallas Montague and I am the co-host here today. Today we have another amazing guest joining us, Marion Amwa. Marion, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. And thank you for having me, Dallas. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm sure our audience are going to benefit from our time together today. Thank you. We were talking a little bit before the call. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Cadenceville, Maryland. So Cadenceville is um, very close to Baltimore City, about 10, 15, 15 minutes from Baltimore City. And where I live, we are also close to the Baltimore Washington International Airport. So if folks are familiar with that area. So Cadenceville, Maryland, that's what I'm calling from. Okay. Have you been living there your entire life or did you? Yes, I have. I have. So I went to University of Maryland, Baltimore County to do my master's. And so I lived in that area. I lived at a place called Wilkins Avenue on that street, which is very close to walking distance. We used to take the bus. And since then, I have lived in this area since I actually <laughs> grew up sort of um, since I um, actually started my master's program. And uh, this is where I've lived for over 20 years. Yeah. This wow. area. I've never been. I've never been. But can you tell me one fact about your city that, that you would want us to know? Oh, one fact about my city that you would want to know. Cadenceville is a really um, nice it's it's little little um suburb of Baltimore County, one of the um towns in Baltimore County, if I should say. And I will talk about Baltimore um University of Maryland, Baltimore County College is is one of the best. It produces very high quality um um graduates, folks in STEM. So the um science, technology, and math, engineering and math and I believe that a couple of years, it really showed up to the map as well because of was it basketball that they won. So um, it really attracts people from all over. Um, we have a very bright um, president, President uh, Freeman Hobraski. So that is um, a real big thing in at least Cadenceville. The mm-hmm. U.S. of Maryland, Baltimore County. I love it. I went there. So maybe I'm biased. I went there. <laughs> yeah. That it's happens too, right? That happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. We have Ellicott City, which is also a historic, a historic city here in um, um, Cadenceville. Well, well, Ellicott City is also another city, but it's very close to Cadenceville. So, but I would say, but for me, for me, I'll say UMBC. Go UMBC. Yeah. Go yes, Retrievers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I would like to give you some time now just to share with our listeners about who you are, about your Christian testimony, why you're still a believer today as well. Yes. So as um, Dallas said, my name is Marianne Amoa. And um, 
I'm a Christian. I'm a born again, Bible believing Christian. And I've been a Christian for quite a long time. I would always, I always think that my parents sent me to a very good middle and high school. So I went to a school called um, Wesley Girls High School, which at the time was run by missionaries, Methodist missionaries. And we had some Quakers as well. So I got there. We, um, it's, it's, we call it a high school, but it really starts at the age of about 12, 11, 12, seventh grade through to the end of high school. So seventh. So I, when I got there, I was about 12, right? And it was a boarding school. So we had dormitories and we slept there. And that's where I met Christ. I met Christ maybe my second, third year. Um, we had a scripture union, a very strong scripture union, where which was actually led by peers. So either folks in their 8th, ninth, 10th grade, 11th, 12th grade who led. I'm trying to give the equivalence, but it was like form 1 to 5, and then you had sixth form, which was two years. So the seniors actually led us through weekly Bible studies and sometimes midweek Bible studies. And also as a missionary school, as a, um, a Methodist school, we had morning devotion every day for about 20, 30 minutes. I can't remember. We would sing a Methodist hymn or a hymn from a hymn sheet. There'll be a Bible reading. There'll be a little bit of an explanation of the Bible reading and also announcements. And so we'll normally go to class for two periods of 40 minutes, 40 minutes and then go for um, our devotion. I can't remember how we call it. We call it like morning assembly or morning devotion, something of the sort. And then we'll go back into the class, have breakfast and do all the things. So you were always being fed the word of God. You heard the word over and over and over. And you also um, got um, um, an explanation to the word. And so with that combination of hearing the word every day, except for Saturdays, and then also being in the scripture union. Someone, a lady called, she's now a medical doctor, Sister Agatha, I believe. She was one of the people who had an influence on my life, led me to Christ, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior. And you know how it is. I'm not sure whether if you accepted Christ at an early age, like, so I was probably like 13, 14. I kept on um, answering to altar calls, altar calls, till I was about... 15, 16, I knew for certain that yeah. I was born again. I, I had given my life to Christ. And the added benefit of that was that around 15 as well, I joined um, a group, Joyful Way Incorporated. It was a singing group. You know, at that time, we used to sing and we used to go to other schools to sing Christian songs. So that's how I began to grow in my um, Christian faith as a young teenager let's say um getting the word reading my word and i had somebody like the lady i called agatha Quay. i had other people who would see you and ask you have you read your bible what did you learn so we had those disciplines and for instance we also asked um to note down the things we're reading and learning so just a little notebook you write today i read let's say some 23 this is what i learned and this is how i would apply to my life so that's how i I became a Christian and I started growing in my faith and um, I haven't looked back. Um, yes. Have I been perfect? No, I'm not perfect. Mm. Still working it through. And um, 
as I finished, I left high school, I went to college, I continued with some um, either Christian group or church. And then, um, yeah, so I was actively involved in my church, whether it was singing or, yeah, mainly singing or it just being a part of a Bible study group. And then when I came to the United States, really, not long after, I was doing my master's and I was also focused on children. When I was doing my master's, it was I was working on something to do with um, UN High Commission, the chat on, on children. And um, I wouldn't say there was a call, but there was a pastor who called me out that, you know, and told our pastor at the time that I really have a gift to work with children. And so I should get into that ministry, which I had and informally been doing something like that in Ghana. So I'll gather children, I'll teach them. Even in high school, I prefer to work with the younger children and just teach them the word of God. So here I started, um, that was probably 96, there about, yeah, I joined the children's church and I started as a teacher, teaching them. We had all kinds of materials we were using. I would write scripts for them to act, you know, place. And that has been... That has been my life. So I really love children. I really like to work with them. I really like to see them grow in their faith and their potential. So making the Bible really practical, letting them know that it's real. So knowing God, loving God, and also being relevant. The things they have to learn, how can you apply them to your life? So I think that has been my Christian faith. And here we are today. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think our audience get to know you a little bit better now after sharing those things. Yes. And if you have any question, and I always tell people, if I'm saying anything, any word that you don't really, I'm not following, I'm Ghanaian, born in Ghana, migrated here. Please, no offense. You can ask me to elaborate on anything that I said. I do want to talk about one point. Yoga is so much more than just another form of exercise. In June Brown's newly released book, The Yoga Habit, you will learn the foundational poses of yoga. Included are detailed explanations of breathing techniques, hand movements, and personal adjustments for an optimal yoga experience. This book explains these practices so clearly that you will be able to follow along with ease. You will be able to put all the techniques you learn into several series of poses, locks, and breathing patterns that will make up a yoga session. Find your copy of The Yoga Habit on Amazon today. Surgery to remove a brain tumor resulted in a change to Robin's facial features, causing her to take a deep look into the mirror of God's Word to find answers to questions many of us have asked. Why did God create me as He did when He is certainly capable of creating so much more beauty? If beauty brings glory and honor to God, how can I possibly do so in my current physical condition? These are just some of the questions that Robin Parton seeks to answer in her six-week Bible study titled, The Mirror of God's Word. Find your copy on Amazon today. You said that you gave your life to Christ at a young age, and I believe that we're called to live a life as believers set apart from the world. This is something that Paul talks about. How do you believe that your life was lived set apart? This is kind of a difficult question, but if you could answer that, what did your life look like set apart? So, you know something? I thought about that question because I'm... 12, 13, 14 is not really an early age. My kids, my son gave his life to Christ at six. But the thing I was thinking about was that my life was not, you know, some people have that drastic, dramatic break 
mm-hmm. right? I, it wasn't that for me. It wasn't like, oh, I was doing X, Y, Z. I was in the trenches of doing really mm-hmm. bad things. Um, however, when I gave my life to Christ, even at that age, 12, 13, 14, my teenage, I could tell the difference. Things that would make me angry, <coughs> excuse me, were beginning not to make me angry, trying to apply the Bible to my life, being kind, reading my Bible, loving other people, you know, loving God, wanting to know more about the word, wanting to tell others about this love of God that I had experienced. So for me, that was how I began, <coughs> excuse me, I began living my life. Um, I grew up in a sort of a Christian family, I will say. Christian, they were not like professing, like born again. But I think that when I became a Christian, you could definitely tell the difference mm-hmm. that, for me, I could tell the difference that it was more of knowing God and applying the, the word of God to my life. Um, and even now, I think that's how I live my, I try to live my life. Like um, at a point in time, especially during the pandemic, I was getting irritated and all that. So what I did was simple thing right in front of me in this office. I wrote, love is patient and love is kind, just as a reminder. So when I'm getting irritated, no, love is kind. Love is patient, you know, Making those things practical because these things are life. I mean, they're supposed to direct our lives. That is what will make the difference. So you hear me with my children a lot when I'm praying. I'll say, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. So even when I'm writing a text and I'm really angry, you know, we all get angry. We all get upset about something somebody has sent you. Take a minute, pause, think about it. How would that person feel? Is this edifying? Would this build that person up? Would you be ashamed having done written it this way? So that's how I actually live my life. So, and also on the other side, things that pertain to me. For instance, this morning, I read, is it Psalm 37? The Lord orders the steps of a righteous man. So I read another version, and I think one of the versions says, the Lord directs the steps of a righteous man. And he is interested in every detail of his life, something like that. And so as I stood up and I was just getting ready, I said, God, order my step. And I'm thankful that you are interested in the details of my life. So that is how I apply the word of God. I mean, um, yeah. And I learned from the children as well. I'll give an example. I know we haven't got into the book, but there's a teacher, one of our teachers. And one day she was teaching about the fruit of the spirit. So as she mentioned them and everything, she said, and against such, there is no law. And I remember so well when she said, when you are kind, would anyone take you to court? When you are loving, would anyone take, when you are faithful, would anyone, against such, there is no law. So irrespective of whether you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, whether whatever faith you're practicing, there are some principles. And in fact, if I should, the Bible is so practical and applicable. So that is, to your question, that is how, I have lived my life and I try to live my life even now. Thank you. Because that was something I was thinking about just asking you. We didn't prepare to talk about that. It was just something that came up. So I thought I would ask. So thank you. 
And a little bit more about your book. So you wrote two books. One is the book, A Routine for Life, and another is the Activity Workbook. And just for our audience, it's 12 lessons designed to help children grow spiritually and add value to society. And if that's not something we need in 2022, I don't know what is. (laughs) This is important for our children. I'm expecting my first son to be born next year. You know, I want to teach my son the ways of the Lord. I want him to grow up knowing the truth. And I think this is a really important book that you've written here. And you can find this book on Amazon for our audience to know. What led you to write this book? Where did you find some of the inspiration? Oh, I love to talk about my book and it excites me. Um, So if you permit me, maybe I can read. um, I can definitely talk about it, but it was all inspired by the pandemic of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we came home, my organization where I work, I have a full-time work job as well. We came home, I believe it was August 16, 17, thereabouts. I mean, not August, I mean March. The offices were closed, so we had to work from home. And then at some point to church, not at some point, at some point all churches across, you know, we were not supposed to have in-person gathering. And so I lead our children's church at House of Worship Christian Church, which we, we fellowship in Kate. We currently use, we currently are in Cadenceville, but we are we have a building that we are working on in Randallstown, which is also in Baltimore County and in Maryland. So, well, uh, let me just read a little bit of the, mm-hmm. the introduction to you and I will talk about it. I love the introduction. So I say that, that life has many twists and turns. And in every crisis, there is an opportunity. The year 2020 can be aptly summed up as a year of crises slash opportunity. The COVID-19, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic forced us to reimagine and reorganize our lives. As someone rightly said, the first couple of weeks felt like snow days for both adults and children. Schools were closed, churches were closed, diners were closed. However, after a couple of weeks, you were expected to work and children had to switch to online school. I knew that I needed to create a new normal to be productive at work, keep the family together, serve my church family and make use, good use of my time. And then we had questions for the parents. Why are we, when we switched, the adults switched to online, there wasn't much we were doing for the kids because we didn't have any setup for them. Anyway, so in a conversation with a friend, she said, you know, she talked about her routines. And for me, that was a light bulb. Oh, routine. How about I start creating a routine for myself? Then after some time, not, not a couple of, not a few, not too many days after, I said, well, how about I create a video clip for the children so that we send it out. It will be something very short. Send it out. <laughs> I didn't know that creating a video clip to send out is a whole production. So my whole household one Sunday we gathered and I created a thing on routine. And what is routine? I you know like I'm talking to children, sang one song, routine is doing something over and over and over and over till it becomes a habit, till it becomes a part of you, till it becomes a habit. And then um, a little scripture, I use Daniel chapter six and verse 10 that Daniel prayed three times a day. That's a routine as was as usual. Right, and I sent it to the kids. And then I was looking at the, I used a whiteboard when I was teaching. I was looking at that, I said, hmm, 
You know, out of this, I can create additional videos. Well, the first video went out. The kids were so excited. Auntie Marian! For some of them, they thought it was a live thing. <laughs> and then mm. they, I got a lot of positive feedback from the parents. And then friends and family were like, mm, you are onto something. So I created additional um, additional videos. So one on pray, one on um, read your Bible, be kind, be helpful, be thankful. And that was a set of um, um, a set of videos. And then with the encouragement from my pastor, my friends, my friend said, well, you're onto something. Why don't you add puzzles? So I learned how to make puzzles. Why don't you add coloring pages? Why don't you add this? Why don't you add that? So I got that, created a whole little curriculum, pre-tested it to my church. And then I talked to a published church, was like, this is great. However, I think that um, you should think of expanding this, making this bigger to become 12 or 13 lessons because if your audience is to help churches, especially growing churches and smaller churches, they tend to like material that is ready for a quarter. That mm -hmm. way they don't have to think about it. So that was the impetus. And then as I started putting it together, I was like, it has to be simple, simple that people can use, simple, low resource, but solid Bible-based. So drawing from my experiences as a teacher, drawing from my experiences as a mentor, drawing from my experience as a coach, as a, a mother, I, I, I came to put this whole thing together. And um, here we are today. Yeah. And with the workbook as well, how can the workbook work together with the book that you published? Okay. So the book that I published, um, it, 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 the, so the, the truth be told, the workbook was an afterthought, right? So the book has a teacher's, um, like a teacher's, uh, uh um like teaching material i can I, mean, I call it the teachers what do i call it the um is the teachers like i'm blanking out on the way but you i have the teacher's guide okay you have the teacher's guide so you have the teacher's guide and um it takes you from the beginning to the end of your class and we'll talk about the how the methodology in my thinking right in in the teacher's guide, you also have um, you have um, activities for the children. So you have the students' take home sheet, which is a practice review and practice sheet, mm -hmm. and you have like coloring pages, and you have um, web puzzle. And uh, yeah, so that is what is in the teacher's manual. These things are also on my website, which is GD Creative. I can spell it out for you later. Dot com. G-E-E-D-E-E-Creative.com, GD Creative. I can talk a lot about GD. GD means hope, belief, faith, and all that. And so for those resource church, lower low resource churches, you can go to the website and print these. And so as we're thinking about it, I said, well, some people might want, even in my church in the past, will buy the book, a workbook, activity workbook for each child. So those with a bigger budget and saying that every child should get their book, can buy the accompanying workbook, activity workbook, which is um, has a, a few additional things like a main, has mazes, has crossword puzzles, and has more coloring pages. So that is how 
they go hand in hand. It actually reinforces the things that are in the manual, the teachings, the Bible lessons that they have learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned about the methodology. What else can you tell us about the methodology of your curriculum? Yes. So as a teacher, I am, if I didn't say it, when I was doing my master's, I was teaching at the university as part of my scholarship. So I was teaching French, <laughs> one French 101 and 102. And then prior to that, my um, national service, I taught middle schoolers and I've taught at, at different levels. I've taught from elementary, middle, um, tertiary, tertiary level. I've taught at several. And so I have a lot of experience. I've been trained formally and in trained, formally and informally, you know, kinds of training, mm-hmm. teach you how to teach. And so with that in mind, I used a lot of those um, experiential things, you know, experiential learning that I have. And so the book, um, the manual, actually, I call it, it starts with, I will say, anything from welcoming the children to saying goodbye and everything in between. So you, we always start with welcome, make every, because it's a, something for children. By the way, the book can be used for um, Bible study groups. It can be used for churches. It can be used for homeschoolers, Christian schools. It can be used for family settings. It actually can be used for adults. So, but it starts with a welcome, welcoming everyone, making everyone know that they are welcome. You are happy to see them. As a teacher, I add in tips. You should actually know every child's name, every child in your class. You should know them and have a connection. Children sense that, know that, feel that, if you really want them to imbibe the things that you have for them. So we start with the welcome. And we start, after we've done the welcome, everyone is welcome, ask them how they are doing. You do a check-in. A check-in is a check-in question. It's normally a fun question. So if you're doing love, for instance, I'll say what color represents love, what fruit represents love. And then you ask them, how are you doing? Because you want to know how they are doing. We do that even at work. Checking really, you are trying to unite everyone. You are trying to bring them all together. You are trying to know where they are to be able to meet them. And so based on, especially the how are you doing, a child may say, I had a very bad day, bad week, or I'm not doing well. You go into a little bit of prayer, you pray for them, you know, you, you cheer them on, you encourage them. So then from there, you do a quick review of the previous lesson. In this thing, you do a previous review, a, a pre a, a review. But the first lesson, you actually go into the Bible. We have an anchor verse, which is the Daniel 6, 10. Daniel prayed three times a, a day. And then you go into the goals for the day what you're going to teach them based on the age group, you might go into use actually what is in the book or you might make it simpler. And then the scripture, what is the scripture for the day on prayer? What scripture are we using for the day? And I have guiding questions. It's always important to know. Sometimes, for instance, you might ask them, what is prayer? The the, the, the lesson on prayer, you might ask them, what is prayer? To know where they are right and then tailor the lesson to them and then you have the scriptures and the, all the guiding questions and then you have an in-depth question what i try to do is try to engage every kid even a kid that doesn't like to talk you might want to ask them to draw their younger kids draw or you know being as creative as possible and then you have the hands-on activity 
So it might be the coloring, it might be the crossword puzzle, it might be the maze, it might be whatever you deem appropriate for the class. And then you have the coloring pages. The coloring pages, we have coloring verses and we have, like Daniel prayed three times a day. I have one in the book, one that is for older kids and one that is for younger kids. So it might say version one and version two. And then after they are done that, I have time allocated for each activity. You want to bring them together to share whatever they did, right? So I'm thinking you can do virtual, you can do online. We have done, I've used this curriculum in my church for both online and virtual. And then you always want to do an altar call, altar call to find out how many of them have given their lives to Christ. How many want to live for Christ? How many want to live their lives, um, live for Christ and loving others, you know, as God has loved them. Always, it's really key, especially when you have guests. And then you give them their review and practice sheets, give them their assignments, you pray for them and you say your goodbye. So this is how the lessons are laid out. We, I lay it out step by step, step by step. And all the um, things that we've used, whether it's a maze, whether it's a crossword puzzle, whether it's a coloring, they all have benefits. You know, motto, so young kids, motto skills, others concentration um helping them to helping to reinforce the things that they have learned in class yeah sounds like it's an altogether guide to someone who's leading these children a practical guide so thank you so much for sharing those things have you ever so when you presented this with your church online and in the church as well what kind of feedback did you receive from those children and from those parents? I know you said you got really good feedback, but what were some of those testimonies that you got? Yes, yes. So this was when it was a sixth lesson. First of all, the videos were really, the children really liked the videos. And my pastor actually said, one of the videos um, had to do with um, when you read your Bible, what to do with, so read your Bible. So read your Bible, um, understanding, right? And then applying, applying it to your own life and then sharing it. So that, that was very simple concepts. Mm -hmm. When you read your Bible, you pray, ask the Lord for understanding. Lord, give me understanding to what I have read. So Joshua chapter one, verse eight, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night and you shall you shall live it. You shall walk in it. You shall apply it to your life. I'm paraphrasing here so that you'll be successful. Yeah, you make your way prosperous. So I, I did this video and I said, you read your Bible, you ask for understanding. Then you ask the Lord to help you to apply it to your life. And then you share it with others. And pastor actually sent it to the leaders and said, you know what? This is not only for children. As adults, these are the things that we have to do when we read our Bible. So that was one of the positive feedbacks that I had. But the children were very excited about it. Um, you would give them assignments. So be helpful. How are the ways that you're going to be helpful? And they will give you examples. I'm going to help my younger brother. I'm going to help my mother. I'm going to mm -hmm. help um, somebody, you know. Thank you. Be thankful. We use the, um, the, 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 the lepers, the 10 lepers that Jesus asked to go and show themselves to the show themselves to the priests and one returned. And Jesus said, where are the nine? So we talked about being thankful. So some of the activities were write a letter to your teacher or create a postcard for a firefighter, a policeman, somebody who has been um, helpful, helpful to you, who has helped you 
along the way. So these, they were very excited about doing them. Um, the teachers, they were like, this is simple. And especially because I also created, at the beginning, I created six videos, but I'm, I'm PowerPoint that went with the videos, which you can also find online. So if a teacher wants to use that, they can do that. You can even use the video as a standalone, but there are only five or six videos that we do. Um, teachers reviews, this is easy. It's um, the components, it's learning, it's spiritual. It reinforces, then somebody said it's for kids, but also for us, this is a teacher, for, for uh, but also helps us with, but also reinforces our disciplines, our routines. Um, somebody said, great, it's excellent. Um, somebody said um, they are thinking about how they will use it out with their daughter outside of church, not just spiritual, but practical. Um, <laughs> and somebody said, wow, this is catching up with David Cook. David Cook is um, a curriculum we used to use a long time ago. And then asked, can you develop additional content? And then they like the, the, the way the uh, illustrations are, they represent people of different cultures and backgrounds and reading regarding engagement um it's successful strategies have found to work in teacher guy yeah yeah so I mean, i'm just looking at the highly positive reactions mm -hmm. um they said the modules are even beyond this curriculum you can use them elsewhere the questions are really good they really like somebody said i really like the guiding questions are really good and these help to bring the bible to life I like the content. It's a um, mixture of a mix of scriptures. Really, really like the curriculum. Easy and simple. Be looking for something like this. The guide is beautiful. Um, somebody joined. So I Peter said that somebody joined from Africa and said very happy. To, I mean Ghana specifically. I joined quietly. This looks professional. Content is educational. And yeah. So these are the things that I, I've had. For, these are some of the feedback that I have. Um, parents enthusiastic. Yeah. That's wonderful. And as everything you've said today is just on, just on point, because when I'm thinking back to when I was a young kid learning in Sunday school, like this is exactly what it is. Like this is what a child needs to learn, to grow, teach away in the truth. Teach. How does that verse go? Teach a child, teach a child. in the, way of the truth and he will never away from it. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Well, thank you so much for all the things you shared about your book and the workbook. I'm encouraged. I'm excited to have my son. I'm excited to teach him things like this. So thank you. Thank you so oh, much. Absolutely. I I in the I think the activity book, I write a note to the to the kid, to the children, and I said, I had so much fun creating it. And I hope they'll have fun too. I have a note for the kids and in the um the manual itself, I also have a note for the teachers. And I said, I said something like teaching children. This might be on my website. Teaching children is a two-way street, right? And um, so you have to be open-minded. It is beneficial to both the adult and the child. The children will teach you some important lessons. And I wrote like patience. <laughs> and so... Um, Make your class, may your class be fun, interactive, and engaging. Teach them and learn from them. And in the, the, the activity book too, there's a note to the kids that I hope it blesses them as we prepare the next generation. You know, against such, I always go back to against such, there is no law. Against such, these things, read your Bible, pray, 
um, be helpful, be kind, be thankful. These are life principles that would take us far. Well, Marion, again, thank you so much for your time. And one more time before we end our podcast today, can you tell our audience where we can find these books and also your personal social media accounts? Yes. So you can find it definitely on my website, which is gdcreative.com. G-D-G-E-E-D-E-E creative.com. I can talk a lot about it, but it's a Ghanaian word, which means faith, hope, belief, right? Forward-looking. And so it's there. It, it will link you to amazon.com. You can find it on amazon.com, a routine for life. If you type my name by Marion Amwa, it will show up. You can also find it from, um, you can also buy it from Westbo. Westbo is um, it's part of um, Thomas Nelson, but Westbo.com, W-E-S-T-B-O-W.com. You can get the book from there. Um if you have any questions, you can reach me at info at gdcreative.com. You can find all those things on my website. Or you can email me at my Yahoo account at E-S-I-A-M-O-A at yahoo.com. So I believe that these are the places you can find it, but I'm more than happy to guide you through if you're, you're, you need a little bit training for now, I can do some free trainings for teachers, for adults. Um, I'm offering these as we launch the book sometime. Officially, we'll do an official launch at some time, but I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to um, let you in to some of the things that I have learned. I'm happy to share. I'm happy to just ensure that our children have a sound Bible-based curriculum that would enhance their lives now and for the future. You know, there's a scripture that says that physical training, I think it's here, maybe I'll end with that. Physical training is good, but it says that for physical training, it's of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today. If I can have you end our podcast with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm happy to do that. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to share the things that you laid on my heart. To look at the example of David, to look at the example of Daniel, to look at the example of Jesus, our high priest who spent time praying, who spent time teaching us valuable lessons about being thankful, who told us the parable, even about um, um, the good Samaritan and many other things that we find in this book. I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to share these things. And this morning as I pray, I pray an afternoon for Dallas. I pray for our children, children all over the world, children, across different um, nationalities, backgrounds. I pray that as children and adults take hold of this book, may they learn of you. May they learn of your love. May they learn of your grace. May they learn of your goodness. May they learn to love you and also to be relevant to society. I pray for churches across the nation. I pray for schools. I pray for parents and 
I, I pray for everyone, oh God, this morning. I, I, I just pray. My heart is full of love because the things that you teach us in your word, they are so applicable to make this world a better place, to make this world a more loving place, to make people know that there's a God that loves them and cares for them. We thank you. We bless you. We honor your name. And we are just grateful that, Lord, you have loved us and that you sent your only son, Jesus, to die for us. And through him, we have eternal life. May this love be spread across, across the nations, across the cities, across the towns. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening and supporting another episode of My Life Now. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast show and share it with a friend. Together, we can keep the message of these books alive. Until we turn the next page together, stay classy.